now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. If you are in the real estate market or if you're looking for stuff to do around the house, improvements, anything, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, Mortgage Broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need anything about a real estate transaction, feel free to give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. That includes me as well, too. It's been my privilege being your host here every week for the last five years on CFAX on the weekends. Uh, however, I have been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for 31 years, since 1991. I've handled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of transactions here in gorgeous Victoria, British Columbia. I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top 100 agents at REMAX Western Canada. Typically am. It's a lot of competition, by the way. And I would be pleased to help you as well, too. If you're looking for a second opinion, advice, a discussion about the market, anything, just reach out to me or the rest of our whole Home Show team members. You can find our contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or reach out to me, as you often do on a weekly basis. I love hearing our listeners if you heard an episode or curious about something that was discussed months ago, even years ago, and you need an introduction to our guest, uh, which happens a lot, reach out to me. Be happy to uh, uh, to introduce you. Speaking of which, by the way, if you are a podcast listener, we have all of our archives, five years worth of episodes on iTunes or Google Play. Just look for the whole home show with Tony Joe. Everything is there. Plus, you can listen to recent episodes streaming on the cfax1070.com website. Today, we are welcoming, welcoming back our regular guest, Denise Webster. She is our intrepid mortgage broker. She is a show sponsor and partner and has been pretty well since day one here. It is amazing. It's always great having her here because she gives us a ton of insight into the complicated world of mortgages and finance. Because I want to know what's going on out there and how people are feeling and how clients are dealing with things like the increasing interest rates and stress test and all of that. So looking forward to having a chat with her today. You will not want to miss it. Uh, we always begin our program by talking about timely matters, things, things that are going on or matters that you want to have conversation about. And if you've got something that you'd like us to discuss, just give us a call. 250-419-7439, uh, or you know what, if you're reaching for your pencil and you couldn't get it in time, again, visit cfax1070.com. All of our contact information is on our page on the website, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, uh, or just Google me, Tony Joe Real Estate, Tony Joe Remax, Tony Joe Victoria, you'll be able to reach me. I love hearing from you. Every week I hear from our loyal listeners. I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this program every week. Uh, it really, really, uh, um, uh, it, it, it uh, gives us energy. It gives us um, uh, the need to continue coming here week after week and delivering to you great information and great guests. So reach out to us if you want to talk about something. What I do want to talk about today, this is a bit of a refresher because I know I brought this up some time ago, 
This has come up uh, actually with a number of realtors, licensees in the past little bit here. As of 2018, June 15th, 2018, our provincial regulator, which is now the British Columbia Financial Services Authority, BCFSA, who, by the way, is the same regulator for mortgage brokers, banks, uh, insurance, and many other financial organizations. The provincial regulator, as of 2018, banned the practice of dual agency. And what that means is the listing agent, the seller of the home, cannot represent the buyer of the home because that is an inherent conflict of interest. Licensees, realtors, and by the way, I'm talking everyone. I'm not talking some. I'm not talking you know ones that are qualified or ones are not. No, everyone in the province of British Columbia who is licensed in real estate cannot represent both parties to the transaction. Actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to take that back a second. That's not 100% true. There is an exemption of the rules that states that in a remote community where it is impracticable to find um, independent representation, then dual agency may be considered. And by the way, what areas are the, the remote areas? We haven't figured that out yet, folks. I'm one of the instructors for BCFSA. Uh, I do a lot of work for our regulators and, and all that. Uh, I have not identified any jurisdiction in British Columbia where this counts. And the reason is that even in the remotest locations in northern British Columbia or the Gulf Islands, including the small, tiny islands, there is always a licensee in a nearby community who could be that representation. So I have not discovered yet that area where uh, dual agency is permitted. You know, when we think about it, it's interesting because in British Columbia, we are licensed to sell real estate anywhere in the province. And quite often we will see licensees from Hope, British Columbia, or Fort St. John come to Duncan to sell properties because they can. So distance is not a factor. Accessibility is not a factor. Uh, the reason for the banning of dual agency is um, service and consumer protection. Because for consumers, consumers must uh, know and understand, first of all, that the seller's agent, since they cannot represent them in any way, that the buyer, the unrepresented buyer, should seek their own representation. Now, I know you might be thinking right now, well, it sounds like you're trying to push us into getting another agent. Yes and no. I am saying that this is a recommendation. However, it's not a recommendation of the real estate industry. It's the recommendation of the British Columbia Financial Services Authority, BCFSA, the regulator. They're the ones that are saying that. It's not us, the real estate industry. By the way, the real estate industry actually wasn't loving this. They didn't want the deletion of dual agency because there's a lot of complications that occur. And uh, yeah, there are opportunities that are missed. Uh, but if we cannot represent both parties, then really it's because it is for consumer protection. Consumers are protected by their own uh uh, representation. And I know some buyers who might be listening to this right now go, well, I want the option. You know, something that you need to understand is if you're going to the seller's agent directly, you are not getting any form of representation. You are talking with the seller's agent. 
uh, in many respects, you are speaking to the enemy. And the main thing is any information you provide the licensee is not held confidential. The seller's information is confidential because the licensee works for the seller. But since you are unrepresented, anything you say could be used against you. It's really no different than talking to the seller directly. So there are risks. There is a form called the Disclosure of Representation and Trading Services form, which we as licensees must present prior to performing trading services. And I hope many of the listeners here who are listening uh, have seen this before because all licensees are supposed to present this before uh, performing trading services. And if they don't, they are in contravention of our rules, right? So really important. All this information, by the way, is online. It's completely transparent. Nothing is hidden. There's also another form that's called the Disclosure of Risks to Unrepresented Parties, which clearly states, if you're talking to the listing agent directly, that he, that he or she is representing the seller and they cannot represent you because they already represent the seller. And it is recommended that you seek your own representation. So I know, guys, it's complicated. And you might wonder, why is this even important? Well, it's important because it's consumer protection. And it's because the British Columbia Financial Services Authority feels that this is best protection for consumers to make informed decisions with education and information before proceeding on what is often their largest transaction in their lives. So a really complicated uh, conversation. And, you know, I know it's not a lot of fun, but uh, if you have any further questions, you want to chat about this more, reach out to me, reach out to your real estate professional. We're all uh, bound by the same regulations and same rules. There are no exemptions, folks. These are just the rules. Need to take our first break here. When we come back, we'll be having a conversation with our friend and sponsor, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. So much stuff going on out there in the real estate world. It seems to be one of those never-ending ups and downs, and things are kind of nutty. And sure, we came off of a couple of years of crazy market time that we're probably never going to see ever again. Uh, but, you know... There's always something new to report. There's always something going on out there. Who better to have with us uh, today than our regular guest? And of course, a uh, show supporter and a sponsor with us pretty well since day one. And that is Denise Webster. She's with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. We always love having her on. And I know you guys love it too, because I know that you call her and you're looking for mortgage information. Denise, great seeing you again. It feels like it's been forever. It does feel that way. It's really good to be back, Tony. Nice to see you. Well, you know, it, I, hey, we've been busy. It's been a busy time. It's been interesting. Uh, busy helping people, right? Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot to discuss. And what I want to start with is talking about interest rates, because everyone knows we had that big jump. It was the biggest uh, jump in, I think it was like 40 years or something. Um, yeah. Tell us about how that went. So what did your clients see? What do they experience when that happened? Oh, uh, definitely a sense of panic. And I, I mean, if I had to guess and from, you know, the sources that I really trust and follow, 
it was a strategic move by the central bank and the Bank of Canada to really send a message and kind of shock Canadians into being, how serious are we? We are serious, we're raising interest rates, we need Canadians to stop spending. Uh, you know, in the hopes that that will bring down our inflation rate. So it was a pretty strong prediction of a 0.75 increase. So when the full 1% increase happened, it was a little bit more shock and awe. Um, and I think everybody kind of stood up and listened. Uh, inflation has come down a little bit. I don't think that's a direct effect because the interest rates went up. I mean, it has a lot of other factors and immediately it's really a lot to do with the supply chain. It's a lot to do that we still have a war going on. There's a lot more factors than just raising Canadian interest rates that's going to bring inflation down. But um, it definitely, I mean, the phone calls I got and the, and the sense of people, it's definitely slowed down buyers, right? So it is having a direct impact on the housing market, which will have a correlation to inflation. So um, yeah, I think it's a harder decision now to decide on your floating rate or your fixed rate. And it's not, um, you know, everybody that still thinks we're back in 2021 with interest rates back there, it's a very different picture now. So it's still bringing people up to speed of how quickly our interest rates rose, where they might be headed, and what does the next couple of years look like? Everybody wants that answer. I wish I had that. You know, everybody calls it the crystal ball. I have my, my um, predictions, I think, and based on the people I'm listening to, but yeah, I, I don't never say never. We don't know what's really going to happen. Um, I think right now we're just waiting to see what's going to happen on the next call, which is September 7th. Mm -hmm. Another very strong prediction for another three quarter percent of an interest rate hike. So we could see that uh, prime rate increase another 0.75%. And that's going to really scare people. It's not just mortgages it's affecting. It's affecting people's debt, their lines of credit as well. Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay. So now. Um, the, the general thought, the conjecture is, okay, interest rates are going up. That means prices are going to start coming down. And That's it's, what everybody thinks, yeah. Okay. And um, granted, prices have not continued to escalate. So that is the truth. And in many respects, when we look at stats like our averages, average sale price, things like that, um, it is true. We, it looks like we hit our peak around February or March, right? Yeah. That being, that being said, it's still expensive prices. They're, they haven't dropped 50%. You know, some people think, oh, you know, it's going to get back to, you know, 1995 prices or something. I don't know. Like, um, it, 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 it is, it's just amazing. One of the things that I, I always find interesting is People thought that when the interest rates hit its low, that that was kind of normal. And see, that was just a really unique time, right? Yeah, I think that's something I try to stress to my clients is if ever there was a mistake making, made by um, the central banks of the world, not just Canada, is that, you know, they, the knee-jerk reaction to drop rates in March of 2020 was the right thing to do but they stayed low for way too long, way too long to make everybody start to feel like that was the normal interest rate set, you know? So if I don't think we would have had this shock and awe if they had gradually started to rise a lot sooner and not so aggressively all at once. It's almost like people expected, oh, this is the new today, right? And mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm often talking with people who are like, oh, I remember my first you know, interest rate was 18%. 
you know, my first sale in 1991, I think the interest rate was a low 11% at the time. Um, so we're used to five or 6% mortgages. Um, but back then, I mean, what was the low back then for a five year? It, it was like, for a five-year fixed rate, it got under two percent. Yeah, my yeah, goodness. we were seeing one seven nine, one eight nine, and then the floating rate. I mean, we were seeing as low as one point three percent. Yeah. Okay. Something to get used to. <laughs> and, and where where are we at right now, roughly, as we're recording this today? Five-year fixed rates are in the range of uh, you know different mortgages insured, uninsured, but we've seen a high 4% to mid 5.5% for a fixed rate for five years. Got it. And, and then that floating rate, you know, prime is at 4.7% right now. Okay. With a prediction of maybe getting to 5.45. Okay. And to our listeners, just as a reminder, this is a recorded program today. So, you know, don't, let's not hold the knees to these things. Is of course, interest rates change all the time. But what we're trying to illustrate here is 1.89% uh, was abnormally low yes and 5.5 percent which sounds like a lot relative to 189 is actually not unusual in the grand scheme of things correct yeah now the one thing that i really fall back on when i'm talking to borrowers that are feeling really heavy by you know watching their floating rate go up and whatnot and people that are in a low rate still from a couple of years ago. I mean, rates have always been pretty darn low. Yes, 21, 22, like really low. Mm -hmm. But the stress test came in in 2016, and then it kind of went across the board for everybody, insured, uninsured mortgages, 20% down, more whatnot. Everybody in 2018 is under the stress test. Mm -hmm. So all these people that were, you know, getting a mortgage interest rate under 2% last year, they were still qualifying, qualifying at five and a quarter percent. So that is, I mean, it really did kind of have a, a use that stress test to say, you know, only 39% of your gross income, that's the kind of the qualification at that stress test payment. So it's still saying that the borrower should be able to qualify and be comfortable if their mortgage rate went as high as 5.25%. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, so at the end of the day, it ends up being a good thing. Strangely. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a moment. It's time to just kind of, it's very stressful. And I understand that. I feel it too. I'm in a floating rate mortgage. My payments are going up every time the Bank of Canada raises that interest rate. So I know the feeling, but um, I don't think we're here for a long, long time. I, I think it's just that we've got to get back to some, some normalcy, I guess, if we want to say. Mm -hmm. It's all about really getting some balance with the inflation. And then we might see our interest rates change and come down a bit, but we are already seeing those fixed rates are starting to come down right now. Um, so I think, you know, everything that I'm reading right now says we may have hit our peak in the fixed rates. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, we're having a chat with Denise Webster, our, our, our regular contributor here, uh, one of the show sponsors here at the Whole Home Show, uh, always a wealth of knowledge. We're having a chat about the interest rate increases and how things have changed. Um, before we uh, uh, wrap up for our, our break here, Denise, remind our listeners, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, just reach out to me directly. You can call me on, on my cell at 250-889-4743 or an email to denise at denisewebster.com. And her contact information is always on our page on cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony, Joe, uh, Denise, and our and her fellow sponsors are all there. We've got 
uh, Pierre with Silhouette Building Inspections, the Sitka Law Group, and also uh, Westland Insurance. It's your whole home show team. We are here for anything that you need. You need some advice, direction, anything. Uh, and by the way, too, you will always find our recent episodes streaming on cfax1070.com if you want to go back and listen, uh, or if you're a podcast listener, iTunes, Google Play, all uh, five years worth and 250 plus episodes, of which Denise has been on a whole bunch of them. They're all there for you to uh, upload and uh, listen at your leisure. Anyways, you need to take our break here. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. Look for the whole Home Show. We're there. All of their contact information is there. Or you can always reach out to me as well, too. Every week, I hear from at least one listener. I love hearing from you. Uh, it uh, uh, energizes us to make sure that we know that we are putting out great material and information for you uh, under the very complicated process of real estate and all the stuff that surrounds it. So reach out to me anytime. Uh, of course, our guest today is one of our supporters. And as I said earlier, from day one, she's been fantastic. That is Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's uh, Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, Denise, again, thanks for coming back. Thank you. And a little shout out to the CFAX listeners. It is always lovely when I do get a call and, and people identify that they've heard me on CFAX. It's really nice to know the community connection. It is. And I think, you know, I'm not sure if we've said this on the air before. You know, it's so funny. There's always that thought of, oh, yeah, everyone listens to podcasts now. Who listens to the radio? Well, I know people listen to the radio because uh, CFAX has a great following. And uh, happy to know that our program does as well, too. So it's great, great hearing from people. It's It's been yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So before the break, we were talking about interest rates and there were interest, there have been interest rate increases. You said that in September, we're likely to see uh, another one as well. Um, although uh, the general feeling is at some point, things are going to start leveling off and we might see a retreat in interest rates as well, too. Um we won't hold you or anyone to that because you know this is just a feeling right i like to i like to refer myself as the weatherman you never really get mad at the weatherman when he's wrong <laughs> yeah. awesome. I'm just no, absolutely absolutely uh, so let's talk about when the rates increased so you talked about a uh, stress test that's been in it started with the uh, first time buyers uh and uh, insured loans rate and then Correct. a couple years later it became everyone right yeah. Um, it's so funny because I remember that first one, that first stress test thing, we were all freaking out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It felt like such a, a big, um, um, ding against buyers, home buyers. They were losing their purchase power because qualifying at a rate they actually weren't paying took away purchase power a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to talk about that in a second. We'll, okay. we'll talk about that in a second. But the other thing is when the second stress test thing came, it was kind of like, whatever. It did not cripple the market. It did not change the market. What I want to talk about right now, though, is we have increasing interest rates right now. 
and tell the listeners what that means for the people that you are serving. So you've got people that have had uh, mortgage, uh, you know, they uh, they applied with you, they're ready to buy, they've been sitting there just waiting for the right property. When the interest rate increases, what's going through their mind? So if we did do a rate hold with a pre-approval application, there's a handful of lenders that will secure a rate based on the submission of the application and they'll hold that for 120 days. So if it was a good fixed rate and it was held for 120 days, the buyer could breathe easy and know that they have that rate until an expiry date. And if they could get a purchase contract that would complete before that expiry date, they were guaranteed that rate. The floating rate, we can guarantee the discount. We can secure and hold that discount off of the prime lending rate, but we can't secure prime rate. It's a moving target. So you know, if a client is adamant that they want to be in that floating adjustable mortgage, they are subject to prime rate moving. So that is, you know, the news hearing that it's going to go up. Maybe I've secured their discount off of it, but prime is going to move. So it can change the actual qualifying, what they are actually qualified for if okay. they if the rate goes up. I think I just learned something. Does it have to be one or the other, or can they be pre-poof for both? Yes, with two different lenders. I could send a rate hold of a fixed rate with one lender and a, a variable or floating rate with another lender. Okay, but hey. one lender will not hold both rates, and that's another reason why speaking to Denise and a mortgage broker is a good idea because you can do that because you got more than one provider, right? Yes, definitely. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit into history about qualifying because um, in hit it prior to the stress test, the biggest difference between taking a fixed rate mortgage and a floating rate mortgage was the qualifying. So the the floating rate mortgage always qualified at the five-year benchmark by Bank of Canada. So a lot of people just didn't even have take a variable rate mortgage back before 2016 because they didn't qualify. You know, it was usually the lowest rate option to take is the floating rate, but qualifying meant you had to qualify at the five-year posted rate by the Bank of Canada. Yeah. So that was always in place. So the stress test, when it came in, it shouldn't have been a major shock because we were already doing that on the floating rate mortgages, but then it came into the fixed rate mortgages, which seemed a little odd because the client truly is locking in that payment for five years. Why do they have to qualify at a higher amount? And now skip ahead, here we are with interest rates back right where the stress test qualifying rate is. And it, now it makes a lot of sense, but nobody had that foresight back in 2016 and, and 17 and 18. Yeah. So the bottom line of what's happening right now with, such a big increase in interest rates is that qualifying that stress test has changed a lot. So the, the stress test reads, the borrower must qualify at the higher of the two, either the current posted five-year fixed rate by the Bank of Canada or the actual interest rate plus 2%, whatever is higher. So the posted rate is still 5.25%. But if you go ahead and want a fixed rate and say it's 5.2%, you have to qualify at 7.2, the higher of the two. So qualifying at a 7.2% is definitely taking away some of the purchase power. And those people that are maybe thinking they had their pre-approval all set up, but they didn't have a rate hold and now they've got an accepted offer, they may have lost some purchase power if they hadn't checked in to see where the rate was at and now fixed rates and the stress test qualifying may have you know, made it a little bit more difficult. They might have to lower their purchase price. Okay, 
So and that's the thing because, and it's hard to do the math. I mean, we could ask you what the difference is, but everyone's circumstance is different and all that kind of stuff. But for instance, like somebody who could qualify at say a million dollars, all of a sudden their buying power is affected. So they may only be able to qualify for, I don't know, yeah. $800,000. Okay. For the same payment, right? Yeah. Now, I think it's important to mention to people the thought sometimes is, well, if they can only afford 800 now, that means prices are have got to follow and come down for that. And that's not what's happening. And oh. they haven't done that. And what really has ended up happening, and I, I'm pretty sure you're going to back me up on this one, Denise. People are finding that now that now they're priced out of that segment. And if they mm -hmm. want to buy, they're still interested in buying they got to move down a rung in the ladder. So what might be from house to uh, semi-detached, like a duplex, it might be a townhouse, it might be a condo. That's what's happening out there, right? Bingo. And if you go into the archives of the whole home show in 2018, we had this conversation. It was <laughs> the exact same conversation. It just shifted what people are looking at. It doesn't necessarily pull everybody out of the market. It's just a shift. And those buyers that can afford will always afford. Yeah. So, and there yeah. And, and there's always there's always a demand for housing and I'm sure you're going to tell us every week you have somebody new coming to you or people coming to you saying it's ready for me to, uh, it's time for me to buy, you know, I want a pre-approval. It's not like the the inflow of buyers ever stops. No. I think the shift that we're seeing right now that you're really seeing being out there looking at houses is there are definitely some buyers that just absolutely stepped back. First, they were stepping back because they didn't want to play the game of the multiple offers, the over asking. And now they step back because they're just not interested in these interest rates. They were not desperate to buy. That's the difference is that they don't have to buy. So they've stepped back. Now, what stumps me, and I hope you can answer this for me. Well, is, well, hold, hold, actually, hold, hold on a second. Okay. Hold that thought, because we got to take a break, and I okay. feel like we're going to go somewhere here, right? We're talking with Denise Webster. Don't let that thought go, okay? Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage specialist with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. I, whenever there's like a, a tasty morsel, I want to make sure that we get it all and you know, not cut it off with a commercial break here, right? Need to take our last break of the day, folks. When we come back, I want to find out what Denise wants to bring up here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, having a conversation with our regular guest and our show supporter, Denise Webster. Uh, she is with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. She is a mortgage specialist. She's the person to reach out to if you're starting the process, you're thinking about uh, getting into the marketplace, you want to learn more about your affordability and your qualification, uh, or if you are currently presently a mortgage holder and it's time to renew, time for a new mortgage, give her a call. She can help you out there as well, too. Oh, I cut you off there just a moment ago before the break. You had something coming. I'm dying to hear what it is. You had a thought, and I hope you still remember oh, it because it's always a good one. I sure one. do. Okay. I do. Because okay. what I was leading, I, what I had finished off with was, you know, trying to understand why buyers have backed off, why we're not seeing as many buyers, why we're not seeing those multiple offers or those ridiculous over asking. So I understand why I think a lot of buyers have stepped back. But what surprises me is that inventory is growing. 
So we are seeing more supply. So we are starting to see the shift where more supply, less buyers, are we starting to see um, a buyer's market when there's more supply? Mm -hmm. It seems funny that people that are selling now, why didn't they try to sell last year? Yeah. What are you getting? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, 100%, right? And then, Did they and just then... miss the mark last year? Well, and this is the thing, you know, we, we often say, I've had conversations with sellers where they say, we want to time the market, we want to sell at the peak. And of course, you never know when the peak is until you're looking no, in the rearview mirror, yep. right? So I was chatting with a seller just a little while ago, and I said, you know what, it looks like it was about February or March, you know, let's just say it was March the 10th. If we knew that the market hit the peak at March the 10th, and I phoned you up and I said, now is the time to sell. What would you have said? And he goes, ah, I wasn't ready. You, yeah. you, you cannot time the market, right? But on the flip, on the flip side, and uh, I think maybe this is where, you, where you're uh, coming from as well too, buyers were hating the way things were over the course of the past two years. You had everyone begging you uh, uh, with, hey, can I make an offer without condition to financing? You know, right? right? Um, yeah. And now they can. Now conditions are normal. Now the conditions to buy are much better. And yet they're not jumping in. Mm -hmm. right? I think there's a thought, like you keep saying that as well. I think there's an expectation that values are going to drop. Uh -huh. And so I've definitely had some people come in with asking to do a pre-approval and they think they're just going to catch it. Somebody desperate to sell, they're going to get something way below market value. I'm like, all right, we'll go take a look. But this is Victoria. We're lucky where we live and, and markets will stay strong here. So um, I don't know if that's it. They just keep holding off because they think values are going to go down some more. Um, maybe there'll be pockets to that. I think there's there may be some people that have to sell. But I think Victoria's real estate market will stay strong and we're not going to see this huge decline that some buyers think is out there. Is that your feeling? Yeah, well, and, and we have to remind people too that a seller doesn't need to sell. And we have seen many cases where if a seller doesn't get their price, they just take it off the market or they put the property on the rental market, which again is, is in very high demand. Yeah. So there are options for people. It's not like they're going to be, you know, lose their place or be bankrupt or, or whatever. You know, we're far from that. Now, our inventory level is up. Absolutely. You know, last, um, I think when we air here, we're going to be in September, but for, for July, uh, our inventory was at a high, you know, uh, 2,100 active listings. Mm -hmm. But, but when we look at the 30 year history, it is still the fourth lowest in history. Cause we typically would have 3000 or 4,000 listings. So our inventory level is low. And I argue that part of the reason why our sales numbers are softening is because first of all, it was gonna, you know, and then we, yeah, it was, it was bound to, right. Uh, and then people are on holidays and, you know, people have been wanting to travel, right. Yeah. I think yeah. you traveled recently. Right? Yes, definitely. When, yeah. when you can, you do. Yeah, yeah. Except you were working. I know you were, I, I know you were. Anyways. Um, I maintain that there would be more sales if there was yet more inventory. 
So a lot of the reason why our sales numbers have softened a little bit is because it, it remains kind of low, right? So we're not at a balanced market yet. We're not at a buyer's market by a far, by a far margin. If we didn't have the last two years and the craziness that we had, this would feel like a pretty okay marketplace. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and we've just, it's gonna just, it's just gotta get a little further in the past, the last yes. couple of years, let people yeah. start to forget about that because it was such an anomaly. Yep. There, I, I hate to say it, there are still sellers out there who, who feel or they think that it was four months ago and I'm going to put my house in the market, I'm going to get 25 offers and I'm going to, uh, you know, multiple offers sell $300,000 over list price, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I And I think you're probably dealing with this as well too, but there are buyers out there right now that are saying, you know, the market has softened and my budget is 900000 I'd like to have a look at this house that's a million dollars. Oh, why is that? Because, you know, I want to negotiate. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely hearing, having those conversations. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I, I support the real estate market in saying that, you know what, realtors are listing and they always did list what they thought was fair market value. They're not listing the prices over exaggerated at all. What they're listing at is comparables to a, a equivalent of fair market value right now. So don't expect that. What happened previously was was not normal. People coming in with 300 over asking. That was definitely not predicted by realtors. They were still listing properties at market value than never ever expecting those type of offers. I, I, absolutely, right? You yeah. know, caught us off guard. But see, the other thing too is, you know, there, um, and I'm thinking of this one specific client and, and she's like, well, I really like this one. And, you know, I want to, I want to uh, try to get it for 900 on a list of 999. And I said, well, it's been listed for three days. Uh, I said, you know, maybe we can talk about this if it had been on the market for two months yeah, or three months. And if they haven't reduced the price, maybe they're getting motivated you know, maybe something's going on and they would like to sell. That's the time, but you don't when it's three or four days because new in the listing, the seller is still very cocky about the fact that they've got themselves a nice house and they're probably going to sell high, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely have my buyers looking at that days on the market all the time. Yeah, and, and, I, and I would say for people looking for a good buys, look at things that have been around for 30 days mm -hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we had just mentioned that if a seller doesn't need to sell, they take it off the market. But if they remain on market and they're 30 days or 60 days or 90 days in, maybe that's an indication that they'd like to sell, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. so tell, tell me, are people generally happy? Like what's, what's the, uh, what's, what's the sentiment out there? What, what's, what's going on with people that are calling you up? Well, the, the past clients that are in the floating rate mortgage were having lots of conversations because they're scared and they're, it's, it's, it's not comfortable watching your mortgage payment go up. So there's some mortgages uh, in the floating rate that it's called an adjustable mortgage. When prime rate changes, your mortgage payment changes to keep your, your mortgage on track for the amortization to pay it off in 30, 25 years, whatnot. And then there is a true variable rate mortgage, which is called um, a static payment. So once your mortgage funds, your payment can get locked in. And then if prime rate changes, the portion between interest and principal will shift. So less will go towards the principal, more to interest as rates are going up and vice versa if it comes down. So that is an attractive product right now for people that really just want their payment to stay the same. And they don't care if the prime rate moves and less goes to principal, more to interest. Um, 
it's it's a very detailed product that people need to understand because obviously it's not you know necessarily what people are after to start to add years to their mortgage by paying less principal so it's something i definitely welcome those conversations if you really want me to explain the difference between a fixed payment in a floating rate mortgage we call it a static payment versus an adjustable payment in a floating rate mortgage i'm welcome to take your calls i will explain it you need to know the difference between those two products but that's definitely the conversation i'm having the most of is is these floating rate mortgages we can talk about fixed rates and i definitely offer those but i i they come with a warning and i warn all my clients with a fixed rate mortgage about the penalty so you have to have a pretty clear picture of what your next five years looks like and that you promise me you'll never break your mortgage if you take a five-year fix because those penalties will eat up your your equity so these are things you have to discuss with your mortgage broker whether you're looking to renew and renegotiate your rate or you're refinancing to pull some equity or you're purchasing you need to know the ins and outs of the fixed mortgage penalties product and the floating rate the variable static payment or the adjustable moving payment Mm Okay. You gotta know that. You gotta talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. So the static uh, rate. So do all the major lenders offer that, or no, no. Okay. I'm, I mean, uh, most credit unions can do a static payment. Um, TD Bank does a static payment. Okay. But somebody like Scotia does not. They do an adjustable payment. So you definitely need to know your product. You need to know what your mortgage broker is putting you in, or what your bank is putting you in and know how that's going to change if you're in that floating rate does your payment change does it not change does your amortization grow or are you paying it off on time really important stuff the, you know interest rates is not everything you definitely need to know your product of your mortgage now i want to remind our listeners see this is a thing about dealing with someone like denise it's you know when you think about it if you're shopping for a car denise doesn't just sell audis She's got access to BMWs and Mercedes and Hondas and Acuras and all that kind of stuff as well, too. So it's pretty cool to have someone that's got access to all these things because then you can choose, right? Um, Plus, it's just so easy calling Denise, not having to dress up and go to the bank and go for a job interview, you know, what it feels like sometimes. Uh, You make it really, really easy. Remind our listeners, too, because I think we rarely bring this up. How do you get paid? I get paid if I fund the mortgage and the lenders pay us to bring them business. So there are no fees for for borrowers. A mortgage broker is free. There's no myth behind that. It is not worked into the mortgage rate. We get paid to bring business to banks, to non-banks, to credit unions. They pay us. So I do a lot of business for free. Sometimes the mortgage don't fund. Sometimes the pre-approval goes nowhere. But I love my job. I love educating clients. So I am here. If you just need some questions answered and you need help with your renewal, I'll advise you to stay put if it's the best thing for you or I'll advise you how to get a better rate. And I can attest to that because I have experienced that with you, right? Um, But the reality is it's true. You know, uh, folks, you don't need to worry. She doesn't bite. She's not going to ask you for money. Right. Uh, it is it is a nifty arrangement because it's the banks, it's the lender's way of thanking you for bringing them a client. That's that's the way it works. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. mortgage brokers are I mean, it's a shift. When I first got in the industry, I think there was only about 30, 35 percent of Canadians used a mortgage broker. There was always such a stigma thinking that mortgage brokers were for bad credit, for hard mortgage mortgages, for people that didn't have easy income to qualify. That is just not the case. We are top A lenders. We deal with the banks. We deal with the non-banks, the credit unions. And for the most part, I'm lucky to say that I have really great clients. I have really uh, 
amazing options of lenders as well. So yeah, it's a no brainer. Use a mortgage broker. Yeah, 100%. And that's Denise Webster. <laughs> Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Thanks, as always, for coming. Thank you, Tony. I Bye. really enjoy our time. Thank you. Always. And uh, to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.